0: Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. We're looking forward to seeing you in Cornerbrook on November 16th at 6 p.m. for our special live broadcast of Mi'kmaq Matters details later in the show. This week, the Arctic Surf Clam Contest. The feds are opening up 25% of the current quota for Arctic Surf Clam. Much of it harvested off the south coast of the island of Newfoundland. Surf Clams are a lucrative seafood, a popular ingredient in sushi. Currently, the entire quota is held by business giant Clearwater Seafoods, but the federal government wants to spread the riches around. The feds say 25% of the quota must go to an indigenous-owned entity. Enter the Halibu First Nation, which is one of three members of a bid that also includes the Mayo Big Egg First Nation in Con River and the Eno First Nation in Labrador. It's the second move by Halibu to get into the big-time seafood business. They were also part of a bid along with the Barry Group trying to snag a license to fish ocean perch off western Newfoundland. But the surf clam bid is facing serious headwinds. For one thing, there are three competing bids. One of them involves the 13 Mi'kmaq bands in Nova Scotia. The other involves the Inuit of Southern Labrador, the Inu of Quebec, and Mi'kmaq in New Brunswick. Each of the three bids also involves a seafood company business partner. And while it faces off against the opposition, the bid in which the Alepu is involved is being badmouthed by politicians on the Buren Peninsula. Clearwater Seafoods already operates a processing plant in Grand Bank, and the town mayor has spoken out against the Alapu meobagag bid. And so has one of the candidates for the Liberal nomination in the upcoming federal by-election in the area. They say if the bid is successful, the Buren Peninsula will lose jobs. Chief Mazelle Joe of the Maobagag First Nation does not agree. On the contrary, he says, their bid will mean more work on the Buren Peninsula and elsewhere in the province. The chief says getting the bid for a Maobagag Alabu Inu would be a historic gain for Aboriginal people in the province, who have not been given the benefits of the treaties that apply to Mi'kmaq people in Nova Scotia. But he knows his team is in for a major fight to get the quota. I talked to the chief on Sunday afternoon as he drove along the Trans-Canada Highway on the way to St. John's. He was on his way to meet Halibut Chief Brendan Mitchell and officials of the Inu Nation to work on their lobbying strategy. Federal Fisheries Minister Dominic LeBlanc is expected to choose the winning bid by the end of the year. I asked the chief about the structure of the bid, the criticism of it, and what are his chances of success. Let me ask you first how how your application with uh, Mielbegag, Halibu, and Inu came together. Did the feds contact you? Uh,
1: well, we all got to communicate. I came down from the federal minister, and uh, we uh, reached out to them and uh, made a proposal that we uh, get together and submit a proposal to the federal government uh, to access the surf claims, and then we uh, follow suit to uh, also connect with the the mm-hmm. uh, first they should do as well
0: so <clears throat> if you if the feds gave the uh the quota to your to your group how how would it work between the three partners would uh niambigeg Alibu and Inu set up uh, a joint venture a company of some sort
1: absolutely because we would we would actually own the company uh it, because there's not a review sharing. We would actually own this uh this quota and we would then uh, have the company set up between all three uh communities and we would manage it
0: so you would would you'd have three equal shares
1: no no because uh we started off this one as uh having the adjacency rights we we started this process last year with the the companies that's involved now. And through negotiation with the Inu and the Kalibu, the shares are a little bit different. We we would hold 51% of the shares.
0: I see. So you would have you would have the majority, and Kalibu uh, and Inu would have. Um, I guess they would have half each at half of the remaining 49%. No, it's, it's
1: uh, divided up a little different than that. I see.
0: Um and how about uh, do you have an estimate of how what the uh, what the jobs uh, the number of jobs that would come from the application were to be successful?
1: Well, I would imagine uh, to start off with, there would be uh processing that would take place. There would be jobs on the on the boat, uh, fishing the surf plans. Uh the spin off from from that would be quite high I would imagine in terms of uh, we're not just talking about review from plans, we're talking about the jobs that's gonna create and spin off from that, you know, whatever amount of factor you want to use in uh, in those jobs, uh it could be anywhere up from from three to no so, uh millions of dollars, three to mm-hmm. four millions of dollars. You so, know I when mean, you're not gonna get that kind of beauty from the plant, but the spin off itself is going to be enormous.
0: Yes. Uh and where the processing, how would that work? Because uh Clearwater has a uh has a plant uh, down in your area, uh, on the Buren Peninsula. You're involved with the Cook Clan group, so would they be processed uh, on the island or elsewhere?
1: No. Uh, I don't know what what Cook or what uh, Fairwater is going to do, but I know they have a new plant in New Glasgow. But uh, we're definitely going to be processing on, on the Buren Peninsula. And I, I don't know, you know, I've heard through the grapevine that People are going to lose their jobs, but I can't understand why, because uh looks like well, we would be really creating more jobs, we'll a lot more jobs.
0: So would you would you have to build a, a new plant? What facility would you use for the processing?
1: Well, haven't, we haven't gone that far yet. We, this is just a new uh, submission that's just gone off on the second uh, of this month. So we haven't got nothing back to really much. So those so things are... Those plans are still in the work of what we were
0: doing, how we were doing it. Mm-hmm. Now um, <clears throat> there are uh, at least two other applications in one from the thirteen uh, Mi'kmaq bands in Nova Scotia, and one involving the the southern Inuit uh, and uh, two other groups. The uh, the Inu of Quebec and the Mi'kmaq of New Brunswick. So we have uh we have three applications, yours and two others. are there any others that I don't know about? Are there three in total as far as you know?
1: Well, you just tell me the ones I didn't know about. I only know of ours and uh thirteen bands in Nova Scotia.
0: Yes. Well apparently the uh the southern uh Inuit uh, Todd Russell's group, uh the Enu of Quebec and the New Brunswick Mi'kmaq are with the uh they have the Ocean Choice Company lined up. So right. there's we have Ocean Choice, we have uh Clearwater and we have the Cook Clan group with you. So uh I guess uh the corporate uh, interests are trying to align themselves with um with various uh, indigenous groups to to get well, this uh, well, have, yeah. Well
1: they have no choice because it's not go, no longer going out royalties it's actually going to be owned by the Aboriginal people themselves, which is an incredible uh, process for us. And so, to me, I look at this as a prehistoric historic time because we've always wanted to uh, be partners with the Hindu, and we've been partners with the group over different things over the years. But to come here together out of three groups on the island, to me, is an incredible process.
0: Yes. And and did you... Um, would, is there... Uh is there enough value in the twenty-five percent for all the all the various um, indigenous groups no. to work together?
1: No, no. I, I mean, you're only talking about twenty-five percent. Even under the, if it went through the Nova Scotia group of thirteen bands, I can't see how the life of me how he's going to make a lot of revenue from that. Uh, the, the only thing I would have to say in terms of cost compared to uh, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, we we have no treaty rights, so we we haven't had any treaty money in this province like they've had in the rest of the, the maritime. So those things, those those fisheries for us uh, means more of a livelihood for us than the rest of the maritime.
0: Did you did you have any heads up from uh, Terry Paul with the Nova Scotia? bans that they would be putting in an application you probably saw him at the uh the atlantic chiefs groups uh, a couple of weeks ago oh, yeah. in i knew i knew i knew they were
1: going to do it, Yeah.
0: and did have you talked to him about their their application
1: no i haven't mm-hmm. that's that's their, that's their business and uh ours is ours and uh we'll, you know what will happen the minister will make a judgment call Hello, what submit the best proposal to make the most
0: sense? And uh, and of course there'll be there'll be one winner and two losers. So uh once that process is finished, do you think there'd be any hard feelings uh on anyone's part uh, if they're not the successful uh bidder? Because as we know, there's already some, you know, bad relations between the Nova Scotia bands and the Halibut over various things. So, would there be any uh, negative fallout uh, as a result?
1: I certainly hope not, and I, you know, I know a lot of the people involved, and they're they're brothers of ours, sisters of ours, and they are from the same nation, and we're all trying to do the same thing: feed our families and and help our communities prosper. So, I can't see why there would be any hard feelings towards anyone. Uh, We don't make the judgment call on this one. We submit the best proposal we can. And let the chips fall where they may. The minister will make that call. Uh, we can only hope that we put forward a good enough proposal that makes enough sense in terms of keeping this uh, quote a new plan where it's going to apply not just Aboriginal people, but also apply non-Aboriginal people too as well.
0: So, if it, will you get a chance to uh, to make uh, your case to the minister about why why your bid should be successful?
1: We certainly hope so. Uh, you know, we can only ask. Uh, as I understand, the minister is not going to meet any, with anyone before it proposes our aim. And I would imagine the lobby that's that's going on right now started a long time ago. It's not just going to start today or tomorrow. Yes. And um, and where we are, a new plan. It's a little harder for us to to make that kind of uh, contact uh, and do the lobby. Um, you know, it, you know, we're, we're up against. Uh, tied already that's the uh, incredible amount of lobby that's going on. And the only thing we can do is ask all the all the federal all the provincial ministers that are in Ottawa at this stage, all five of them to look at uh, this process in Newplan as being a good thing for Newplan. We are in a state in Newplan where jobs are not so, so plentiful as they used to be. This will bring more economy uh to uh, the borough
0: police that all of the Now, uh you mentioned before that there's been some um there has been some opposition from the uh from the uh mayor down in uh in Grand Bank and um also from Merv Wiseman who's running for the liberal nomination for Judy Foot's uh, seat. They they're both uh uh, I guess supporting Clearwater and saying that if you were successful, it would be bad for jobs on the uh, on the Viren Peninsula. Have you have you talked to them?
1: No, but it don't make sense because Clearwater, uh, uh, um, if successful, all, all they're doing is going through a backdoor system by partnering with the Nova Scotia Group. And if we are successful, we're creating more jobs. There's not less jobs. There's more jobs. So I don't understand that logic at all. So you need to take a look at uh, and make some sense of that. To me, it's not clear. Uh, it's probably just uh, at this stage that they are have Clearwater in the community, and Clearwater has been working with them, and that's where you want to stay. And that's their prerogative, too, as well. i got no hard feelings against the mayor of Grand Bank or anyone. Uh, they're doing the same thing we're doing. They're trying to uh, make sure. sure that jobs stay in their community.
0: But do you think, uh, from the sort of lobbying political point of view, do you think it's it's bad for your bid if you have uh, not only the mayor but the uh, this this person who might be the liberal candidate if he gets the the nomination?
1: Uh, I but- have no I have no control over that. He uh, can do and lobby wherever he wants, whoever he wants to. They want to. Uh, all we can do is uh, do our uh to make sure that our word gets out there and that we do our own lobbying. Uh, and again, uh, we don't make the call. At the end of the day, the minister will will call and look at the best proposal to see what makes the most sense. And if if that's us, fine. And if it's not, well, we put our best foot forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, so, the Nova Scotia people say they expect a decision from the minister by the end of the year. So by the end of 2017, is that also your understanding?
1: Well. Uh sooner would be nice but at this stage we're under the whelm of the minister whatever he chooses to do. All we need to know is is he making decisions that we all know uh where we stand and what we have to do.
0: Mhm. So and and what are the what are the next steps uh from on the part of your group? I guess uh I guess you guys had to get on the phone and uh try to uh get in Get in uh, some words, uh, positive words about about your bid.
1: Well, absolutely. And actually, I'm on the way to town now, and I'll be meeting with uh, our partners while I'm in town. Uh, we'll look at uh, how we're going to proceed in terms of lobby-wise, and uh, from that, uh, you know, we know who we're going to
0: be talking to. I see. So you're on, you're on your way now with. Uh, uh for a meeting with Chief Mitchell and uh and people from the Inu uh from the Enu nation.
1: Yeah, at this stage is sort of a meet and greet, uh sort of look at what our next is going to be.
0: I see. So that's in uh, Saint John's I suppose. Yes, it will be. hmm. I see. Well I guess uh we'll just uh we'll just have to wait and see what the minister says.
1: Well absolutely that that's our take on it because we can't we can't push it any further and it's already gone uh, We've we submitted our proposal, and uh, we think it's one of the best proposals, and uh, the minister will make that change. It's like it's a lot late going to school. you hope you do good and come out with a hey, but uh, so what you know you, you may you may fail, but you'll put your best foot forward and see what happens.
0: Chief Mazel Joe. Before we go, a word about our special live event on November 16th, which you can attend in person or catch on Bay of Islands Radio. Details on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. It takes place in the atrium of the Arts and Science Building at Grenfell Campus. Please arrive no later than 5.45 p.m. for the 6 p.m. live broadcast. Please join us if you can. Thanks to Allison Baker for assistance here in the studio. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on SoundCloud or iTunes. Tune in on Bay of Islands Radio, boy rc Thursday at 6 p.m. and now on 100.1 FM in Cornerbrook and the Bay of Islands. And in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor, listen on The Voice of Bombay, Tuesday at 2 p.m., 95.9 and 98.1 FM. I'm Glenn Wheeler, till next time.